0: Welcome again to No Prize Podcast. I am the professor, Bud Young, and with me, as always, is Lucas. What's
1: up, Lucas? How are you doing? Man, this weekend was Pat, right? We got Valentine's that was around the corner, then oh, we yeah. had Super Bowl, man, and then, you know, your favorite team won, and, you know, just just basically, but, you know, better than that, man, freaking the finale, the finale of uh, the Bubba Fat or the yeah. season finale of the book of Bubba Fett man so. are we getting
0: a season two I don't know
1: I don't think so. well I I don't know man because we'll because we're flowing into actual Mandalorian stuff right so that's going to pick yeah. up for shit, right so I guess that'll that'll determine it, bit because do we need to go back and learn more about Bubba Fett I, I don't know
0: nah. yeah I think right right now where they ended him i mean it's the end of his story right i mean they can now bring him in and pull him in as a side character if they need to um i don't think it's the end of his story but i don't think we're going to get book of boba fett, the second book of boba fett you know um but what did you so what did you think because i don't even think last podcast that we talked about the uh the cgi uh oh did luke skywalker not luke skywalker was in episode six not episode five right
1: so that, that uh, i'm trying to remember
0: yeah i can't remember yeah know. i
1: can't remember but <laughs> yeah i mean you about the, the cgi of, of luke Skywalker. yeah the,
0: see episode five was the return of mandalorian and then he went back to he went to see grogu in episode six all right so we we did not talk about the uh the cgi i know last season when we when he returned we talked about how the deep fake looked a little too deep fakey. <laughs> so yeah. um i think uh, i think this episode episode five anyway was fantastic as far as getting him to look the way he was supposed to look um they kind of did a good job at kind of keeping the your focus away from his mouth moving half the time because that was i think the only bit of (laughs) the only bit of a problem that i had with uh with the the cgi but oh my god can you like and that's just a year of uh of of advances in that technology can you imagine what's coming down the pike we could see we could see all of these actors like resurrected to play these characters forever yeah. and we would never even know the difference and i think that's coming
1: black mirror man black mirror man freaking if, if you're a star and you sign on that one time you're going to be in perpetuity we can acting in some crappy t v series or movie man you got be careful about that,
0: and that wasn't yeah. even Mark Hamill that did the voice for Luke in that episode that was that was yeah. that was computers computers uh re- reproducing his voice from the sound clips, like oh my God, the technology
1: is insanity yeah they I mean that's that's what gets me is they really didn't even have to do all of that that they did to to get where they did I mean dude still around right I mean that I mean right like and then you did all, all that so i I don't think it's fair right i or at least I hope they're paying dude a lot if they're gonna do it do, do it to him like that pay him right. a lot you know because you know oh man well man. what happens was...
0: in in the case of when they uh when they when they did Peter Cushing as Tarkin uh in and rogue one <laughs> right what what is to prevent them like who do they pay do they pay the, his estate right right what do they uh, how what's yeah. the league legality there i mean i imagine you have to get someone to sign some kind of a release or is it because uh you know disney owns the intellectual property to those actors and the roles that they played that they just have the rights to their likenesses forever
1: i could see this becoming a legal issue because right now as we speak most of like First of all, what happens is an actor he goes on set, he fucking does this thing and he acts this thing and then and then and then later on in the studio they go back and say, Ooh, we need to fix this because mm-hmm. the audio wasn't that great. So let's go back and take that audio out. And then that actor or they get somebody to fill in and then they go in, they they redo the audio part. And then they then they match it up, right? Mm. Well, wh- what's 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 going to happen if the audio part is no longer that actors, right? because, it, like you said, it was all computer, right? Yeah. And then will, then will most and then what about for those characters where most of the part of the character is actually digitally CGI, so, i.e., like uh, mm. you know The Matrix right like i know yeah. neil you know he was there but most of it was cgi what about avatar hmm. yeah right um you know and, and you know there was a lot of audio mixing right so it's going to be so tough man, baby, to see yeah. it like i see within the next seven years you're going to have that first freaking award show it's going to be a last year award show, and it's going to be awarded to an actor when the actor didn't actually do all the acting or do all the audio for it. Or you might right. have to have a separate category. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Best sound actor. Best, best
0: performance by a computer AI. Yeah. It, so, it, and this begs a question: when when does it become cheaper for the studios to just CGI a fix? Into like like let's say they need to do reshoots instead yeah. of paying that paying that actor to come back, or they just they just digitally fix it, or they digitally reshoot it their own their own way, and it becomes cheaper because the technology I mean you know technology gets cheaper over time, so you know it's it's gonna at some point like why pay this guy a million dollars to star in our movie when he's you know he's signed his the the rights to his likeness. And it's we can when just create have, it digitally
1: it's when you have situations like uh natalie portman in the black widow is it wait is that natalie portman no. oh <laughs> just, well uh scarlett johansson yeah yeah scarlett johansson where you have a franchise type of situation right where it's multiple multiple movies right um and you know that you might have to have that actor come back right hmm. but uh you know to have that, you know, because because that's the always the risk was, you know, Disney took a risk on her, and some of these other actors. Not all of these actors were famous. They even took a risk on uh, Robert Downey Jr., who who was famous, but he was down on his luck. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they took a big risk, and and they went out there, and but you know what happens when actors and they, they and you both do a good, a good job as a studio, you do a good job, and the actors do a good job. People like your product. Now, all of a sudden, the actors get big heads and they think that they're better than you and then they want more money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even though they're going to make more money with you they they think they, they want more money out of you so you're so that's those those are those circumstances where it's better to hey let me go ahead and invent this character or buy the license for this particular character and i'm gonna cgi the whole thing i'm gonna computer generate the whole the whole audio and then let let and let that be it think i mean think about think about how much money like so for, for uh, once again i go back to the avatar thing, like yeah um you know think about how much money they're actually saving yeah they're paying those that money to those actors that come in and put the dots all over the face so and everything but but by not having them actual like physically in the movie i'm pretty sure they're saving a lot of money mm-hmm. that's why i was one, one of the most uh highest grossing franchises of all time right you know because you don't, because you don't, because you're not going to have that that actor or actress come back come back like, well, I need more money for what? For what? <laughs> what? No, you know. So tell me what
0: you thought about uh, about the finale of Book of Boba Fett episode seven, um, where we had all all the story threads coming together in one gigantic uh, hour long battle scene. <laughs> right, the payoff. Whoa. Yeah, the, the well, it, it was it was definitely a payoff.
1: What did you like did you what did you like? What did you hate? You know, for me for me personally, you know, so so here, here I'll take myself out of the equation. And you know, once again I had uh I had a podcast last night where everybody got to <laughs> exert their frustration and they told me what they don't you know what they didn't like? They don't like that they oh man, should we I'm not gonna sp- spoil this, but the death of a particular character Mm -hmm. upset the world, because his first appearance was a $500 to $800 book. And it was because they were like, oh man, this is a great character, he's going to be a great character to see in the Star Wars world for many years to come, and they've been just waiting, Mm -hmm. waiting for this character. And he shows up, and then a couple episodes later he dies <laughs> so <laughs> so people are a little upset about that right um but th- I mean, really there's no other way that this could pop off right you don't you don't have a ward and then everybody really lives after that but you know there's suspicion that no hey there's this back to tank you somehow somebody could maybe bring him back you know that's that's what's going on um yeah. you know you got the uh the marshal who's who's on his own thing you know hey he he died shall he be risen (laughs) shall he die again you know um no because there's so you gotta remember so they're inside the star wars world especially inside the comics the whole cyborg thing is a big thing right now with especially with the but uh the baylor valance um Mm -hmm. deal uh, so maybe they're going that way. Like, if you're doing a season two, are you going to follow more along that line? Like, are we going to, or, or are we going to see more bounty hunters and assassins? That's what I. That's 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 what it. That's what it left me off wondering. Like, hey, if we get a season two, are we going to see this? And I think that's perfect because that's what a season finale should leave you off with. Like, hey, if it's season two probably should go this direction so and, and then just cut everything off at the knees like all right good luck <laughs> good luck, look with your night terrorists, for <laughs> the rest of the times we figure out what's going on right so um, th-
0: you know th- this is what i think about you know and what you said and i and i've been saying in the podcast the last month or so about wanting to see more bounty hunters especially some of the bounty hunters that were in empire and uh the a season two would be great if let's say the hunter became the hunted right like if now boba fett the bounty hunter became the the one that every all the bounty hunters are looking for right so Mm -hmm. that could be a great season two and and you could bring out the rest of the bounty hunters all chasing boba fett now because now he's wanted right that would that would be the way that you would go as far as so uh now we're looking at Um, You know, maybe the Hutts put a bounty on Boba Fett because they want Tatooine back. Right. That's Mm -hmm. that's the direction I think they need to go if they do a season two, because let's face it, the payoffs in this series were the characters you wanted you, you didn't know you wanted to see show up. Right, we got Cad Bane in episode six, and we got Cobb Vanth coming back. We got Black Crescentin, and let me talk about Black Crescentin for a second because I believe that's the first appearance of a current Marvel property that has that was created for the comics for Marvel in the last ten years to show up in a show. Really? Um, Okay. I believe so. Uh, So, and you tell me, you know, we did because we didn't get Doctor Afra, who I was kind of thinking that we might see. Uh, we didn't get Valance, who I kind of thought we maybe we might see, um, but we got Black Chrysanthemum, which means to me, everything is fair game, you know. And we and the the other things we didn't get, we didn't get like a continuation of a Han Solo with Crimson Rain or Darth Maul. There's more story to tell there that we might not get in a sequel. Um, that's that's the kind of story that this like book of Boba Fett and who knows, maybe season three of Mandalorian delves into that a little bit instead of, you know, they, they are kind of creating their own universe in that respect. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I would like to see them introduce here in the, in the star Wars, you, uh, expanded universe is what I'm pretty much calling Disney plus. So, um, yeah, I mean the story. I think the last episode was a gigantic uh, cluster f <laughs> from <laughs> beginning to end. Uh, and there were things that that, that I like. There were, th- of course, there were things I rolled my eyes at, and there were things that I thought were probably not servicing the characters the best way possible. I think they totally. I think they totally dropped the ball the last two episodes by having Boba Fett be a guest star in his own show, um, and to me that meant that they didn't really know what they would like just barreling forward with the story. And maybe, I don't know if they rushed it, even though they had plenty of time to do it. It seemed like the episode five and six were not really, they like It meant to me, like there was supposed to be episodes one and two of Mandalorian season three. And mm. even though they set it up for, for season three to be, you know, Mando and Grogu, uh, you know, off doing their thing. Um, now, you spent so much time on them right and robert rodriguez didn't direct episodes five and six where we were told he was helm in the show and he missed the middle two episodes arguably the two best episodes of the show right (laughs) and 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 we get episode six which is just kind of a uh, you know just a, a mess i thought um even though at the end they i mean they got to the end point and it's a point of what i think is that they didn't stick the landing and you're right that mm-hmm. with, with a certain character uh character death where you know they just had introduced him and you were just like oh this is going to be you know he's going to be the foil going forward kind of like a moff gideon over in mandalorian i was thinking that this was going to be the guy and now he's not so uh, unless you know I, I mean death doesn't mean death in star wars either right so uh right. you know it's it's very possible that he's not but um, it would, if, if he's not, then it takes away the ending of this show, <laughs> you
1: know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and well, I mean, so the, the issue that we're running into right now is um, that last very lost Star Wars movie where, you know, we had the emperor who's all of a sudden a thing again, and comes back to life and is, he was dead. Now he's risen. Now he shall live again. You know, like. So, but, and and, and, that, and I get that, right? Because that's what that's what the Sith and the Jedi were working toward. But now, if you're going to start bringing average Joes back, I, I don't know what to think about that. You know, unless you're going to try and tell me, well, cyborgs. Well, you know, yeah, cyborgs is a thing. So they're going to make, which is going to be, because I don't think of, I'm trying to think of any Star Wars movies and series where cyborgs was actually a thing. And then they're going to try and bring that back all of a sudden. Well, oh, well, Duff, for Duff, serious, Yeah, Darth Vader's a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's going to be a mess, man. So we got to figure out if the actually, if, if if people actually care about cybernetics and cyborgs and get on them, there's a good gamble. But I I just don't know if people are going to be willing to do that. So, um, well, so the obligatory let people know about what's going on and you you mentioned um well let, let's talk about what the first appearances of these characters that people want, might want to talk about yeah where the, can we
0: pick up black chrysanthemum first oh valance yeah yeah so
1: yeah the first appearance of Valorant valance was star wars target vader number one now that's just, his
0: first new appearance because he appeared in the original star wars series back in the set in the uh 70s 80s
1: okay Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have the slide for it, but the first appearance of Boba Fett, I'm talking about the video, was Mm -hmm. the Christmas Story special right from 1977 or 76? Uh, 76. 77, I think. Right. Um, And people were like, well, no, I can't collect that. Yes, you can, because now uh, collecting VHSs and slabbing them is a natural thing. So i want to think about picking that up. Uh, and I, p- then- I picked
0: up my copy like 30 years ago at a, at a <laughs> convention for like a buck and a half and i was like i remembered seeing it on tv when i was like seven and i was like oh my god the star wars holiday christmas special i had kind of thought that that happened in my head because they never ever <laughs> they never ever replayed it and um when i saw it i was like i had to have it because <laughs> you know at that point in time there was no uh you know we hadn't gotten like we hadn't gotten the even the uh, the re uh, the remastered versions of uh, Well
1: hold on cuz you know I just got a box of something just last night let's see let's see we Let turn off the old filter here the old beauty filter that's giving <laughs> me this this What's thing What's that? Let's see See what this is. I would do the what's in the box. I've been telling Al, man, like, look, brother, you got to freaking turn the cussing off on that one, man, because I'm trying to be more family friendly, man. Like, I know you got me hanging out with uh, Blind Adam. Shout out to Awesome Sauce Radio. But,
0: uh, are you you on that show?
1: (laughs) Uh oh. By Force. By force, you know. I'll give I'll give the brothers this man. Freaking, whoever freaking wrapped this, wrapping the heck out of it, bubble wrapped and bubble wrapped and triple yeah. wrapped and eBay wrapped and all that. Wrapped for um, your protection. Yeah, like oh. oh. Here we go. Here we go. Boom. Oh, there
0: there you go. That oh, was holiday
1: special and then on the back
0: yeah i see boba fett sir it's that, that five minute cartoon that he's in
1: i wish i could watch it man but i don't have a vhs tape. <laughs>
0: that's right oh flip, man. flip that on ebay or something <laughs> all right so what who else what other uh, what other issues we got to look out for
1: uh, star wars darth vader number one that is the first appearance of black kersantin here we go okay um i'm talking about the 2015 one and then mm-hmm. this just this past week star wars darth vader number 20 50th anniversary that is the first cover appearance there's a lot of debate on this one because I would say that Screen Comics 1 is the first comic appearance because it says comics on there. But a lot more people are safe with this one. They feel a lot more safe having this one hmm. as the first comic appearance of Grogu, even though he's not even in the guts. But people like this one. And people have been snapping this one up right currently. Um, and some... Some circles it's going as far as sixteen dollars which is pretty good for a three ninety nine book and that I'm sure uh is going to be printed over a hundred thousand I'm positive it's mm. gonna be a hundred thousand printed out of this bad boy so it's a
0: nice it's a nice cover I haven't seen that before
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah. so that that's yeah. that's it for Star Wars talk. did you want to take a break and then we forget yep. to start talking about comics
0: yep let's take a break and then we'll get right into the comics this week let's see. Yeah. you. All right, so hey, if you like toys, and let's face it, who doesn't? Check out Crisis on the Toyverse with Bobo Mack. It's one of the best podcasts. You will enjoy it. I promise. All right, let's jump into uh, let's jump into what happened in the world of Marvel Comics this week. Um, oh yeah, let's jump into Devil's Reign, man, because. There's, you know, and we spend a lot of time just crapping on comics because I'm not happy with a lot of the stuff that they're doing these days. But this is an example of Marvel Comics done right. Um, Devil's Reign, we get number four of six this week. Um, and let me give you the uh, the details. So we have uh, Chip Zdarsky, uh, who is just, this book is uh, just running from his run on Daredevil. Uh, artist Marco Cicetto, color artist, Marcio Menes, Letterer Clayton Cowles, um, and then let's blame the editors, right? If you don't like it, editor uh, is Devin Lewis with associated editor as Tom Groeneman. Um, so this book sets—it's been set up in the pages of Daredevil for the last several months, and you know you missed the first three issues of Death Strain, we'll catch you up. Um, but we have Kingpin of Crime Wilson Fisk um, running the new york city as the mayor um and he has outlawed superheroes in new york city limits this is the only thing the only problem that i have with that book is that it's a little derivative of dark avengers and uh and that book from you know close to 10 years ago with mm. uh with the heroes on the run and the villains appointed the law keepers in new york um and this issue opens up with uh, the heroes uh forced underground you have kingpin with his uh Dr Octopus and his um I guess the superior um the superior uh Doc Ox as Hulk Ghost Rider and Wolverine from alternate universes um which you don't see much of in this issue but um the story really is a kingpin story and the the ramifications of the purple man forcing everybody to forget that Matt Mur- Murdoch is Daredevil, and Kingpin realizing that he f- that someone messed with his mind. And this is the issue that the I, I want to say the, the crap hits the fan because Kingpin realizes that he can use, um, purple man's power, who he has kind of you know, they explain it a little bit, right? They they he uh he puts the uh purple man's power he has him trapped in a cage and he's using his power in the the tip of his cane so now whenever he says something it's like the purple man saying it um and to me i thought that was cool and and then at the end when he he mistakenly uses the power on uh typhoid mary to make her remember that he realizes that he can use it on himself and can make him remember stuff and that's the, the 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 greatest i think the greatest uh, shot in this book is the last panel where in the rain he realizes that he remembers that uh, Matt Murdock is Daredevil and now you're just like oh crap because it's it's been an amazing run for uh Zdarsky on um on Daredevil and this you know I thought that this was going to be the end of his run but they've they've just announced that Zdarsky and Chichetto are coming out with a new Daredevil number one and they're gonna have a they're gonna continue their run which to me thank you <laughs> you know <laughs> thank you uh, the the things um, you know that this book you know really does well is that they, they're bringing back the Thunderbolts and they, and you can see that on the cover here um, and they've also announced uh, a new Thunderbolt series coming out in march or april i think um with nobody that's in this guest um did you have you seen that
1: no 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 i have no i have not seen that um but but let's let's get down to you're you're speeding about past a whole bunch of stuff right now yeah you're, you're doing awesome right now um <laughs> why don't you the, jump in the, and the, talk about it the yeah the uh so <laughs> once again, get yeah absolutely chip sadarsky doing an absolutely excellent job crafting the stuff together giving us a whole bunch of payoff um for the little stuff that normally would kind of piss me off um yeah. but then you, sp- you sped past the stuff about the the purple children right so that's that's where i want to pull every pull us back to um his daughter, uh Cara Kilgrave, who's who they mentioned, um yeah. her first appearance was in Alpha Flight number forty one, nineteen eighty-six. Right? Yeah. So that, that's out there. She uh, was actually on
0: her, that team for a while.
1: On she the on Someone on the Thunderbolts?
0: No, she was on Alpha Flight.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then you were talking about his son. Um, I forget the name of the son, oh, but Butch. his first Bush, okay. Uh, his first appearance was digitally, right? Uh, Jessica Jones' really? Purple daughter, Marvel Digital. So there was not a hard copy; it was a digital. So what I'm gonna have to check track down at some point is whether or not they actually ever printed those. Has he ever had a first a an appearance that was actually print it because if not then there's a possibility that doubles reign were five or six could so, be the kid's first printed appearance
0: so that, that series out. and I and I remember it I think from a couple of years ago right and um it was it was a four issue limited that was released digitally but I do think that it was released in print as two double-sized issues it was two like issue one and two and then issue three and four and mm. In an actual print issue, but I think the print run was really low. So that might actually be a nice collector's item if you can find it, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm looking online. Jessica Jones Marvel Preview graphic novel comic book. Okay. Yeah.
0: So they probably released a graphic novel. Yeah.
1: So that means, oh, wait, wait, wait. Purple. Yeah. Chain paperbacks, graphic novels. So he, so that's, that's going to be interesting. So that means he never really had, had like a comic book comic book. It was like graphic novels, mm-hmm. paperbacks. Uh, I wonder how that's going to shake out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to have to buy a whole graphic novel to get his first appearance. If that's, if they, I mean, what do you think they're going to do with him? Do you think that uh, they're going to set him up to be like the next Rose or something or? I I mean, this is a this is a child that Wilson did not know he had, right. So um, so so Butch never had that influence of the Kingpin being his dad. Um, Mm. And his mom like kept him away from her kept him away from him. So um, we don't and and he's also uh, kind of questionable morally, right? I mean, he's he's kind of a, 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 a bad guy too, right?
1: Yeah. So, 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 you know,
0: it's not like they can turn him – are they going to turn him into a a hero or they maybe set him up to be the next kingpin? Maybe he takes down his dad?
1: So here's what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking inside the – I'm looking at a reference for his first appearance, and it's kind of interesting, right? Characters that also made uh, appearances in his first appearance was uh, Purple Woman, of course, his sister, Mm -hmm. Luke Cage carol danvers uh danny cage which would be the daughter of daughter luke cage and, and, and uh, jessica right um dazzler nobody cares about dazzler right now <laughs> uh doc strange dr voodoo mm-hmm. wanda maximoff so that there's a whole bunch of characters that have already made their their appearances in the mcu are are about to um to include some that are having movies coming out or projects that are coming out pretty soon um so where where would i see him showing up you know last night p- keep it where bumping over your head like, talk about strange academy right um mm-hmm. they've been bumping up that that roster for strange academy all of a sudden you know the the cousin of reptile the the sister of uh elsa moonstone is going to yeah. Strange Academy. Um, just over and over again so he would fit in perfectly at an academy for, for doc strange right um mm. that that would that would be interesting to see if they they decide, decided to do something like that so but let, let's get back to the story that we're actually supposed to be talking about yeah this, sure. this not, not the we're going to, we're going down yeah. all these roads here the look look let's get chip sadarsky did an absolutely great job and there's all these elements hey freaking uh you know Hey, Daredevil's a bad guy, or he—he he was a bad boy. He—he he did a bad thing. Now he was all of a sudden he's broken out. And then you had the champions: Nova, Miles Morales, Vision, uh, Kamala Khan. They just came off of that whole thing where them doing superpower stuff is against the law. Now and then everybody was like, eh, maybe we—maybe we don't care." And then Wilson Fisk goes, "Yeah, I care. lock him up. You know, <laughs> like okay." <laughs> um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, for some reason, the Fantastic Four were all lack, lock, locked up, you know, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these different elements that were happening in their own little different freaking books. And now all of a sudden it's come to a head. Um, and then, you know, look, if anybody else, and, and let, let's get right right down to it because don't forget why Wilson Fisk is doing this, Right. Somebody went into his mind and basically mind raped him. Right. Made yep. him forget some of the most important elements that he's been made you forget that a certain person is a threat. I mean they could figure show up your your doorstep. You wouldn't know. You're just gonna smile them and be no, you yeah. don't know. Dude, so that, that is an important piece of your life knowing who's a threat and who's not a threat.
0: Right. And let's, let's remember that earlier in this daredevil run that Matt was Kingpin's deputy, wasn't he? Yeah. So, so now he's, now it's going to be more like, uh, you know more revenge that he's gonna want to get get from him. That's where I kind of think that this is gonna be, uh, you know, classic kingpin at his best. And what well, I think he's gonna forget all about being mayor now. I think I think this is full on criminal kingpin back.
1: So yeah, yeah I know, it's tough, but I'm I kind of I, I kind of feel for him. Man. I'm like, man, you know what? I'm kind of on Wilson's side, man. Like you, you, you kind of mind mind raped him, and the and doing some stuff, and then you know. For the last what three or four issues, he's been trying to figure out what the heck was it. That he he had a whole folder full of the bad guys and the super guys and his thing. And then you did something to make him forget, and make that thing, whole thing. That is because that look, he's the mayor of New York City. That is his job to know who the threats are and who the good guys are. That is literally yep. his freaking job. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you don't want to operate with him knowing who you are get the heck out <laughs> that's it how about how about the in a real world you would have to work together with the mayor just like you know batman has to work together with uh you know jim gordon yeah right but instead of saying hey hey i know you're the big boss man let's work together He's like no we're just going to freaking you know make you forget some stuff and then because what because the thing is, once you do something to like something like that, to somebody, every other every other decision they make is no longer their own decision. It's your decision. You're taking all the because there's a piece of their life that there's that there's missing. A piece of important information is missing. So, man, it's 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 tough. And I like the way Chip Sadarski has laid it out. Mm. I like the even 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 think think about think about this right now. Um, Wilson Fisk is married to old girl.
0: Typhoid Mary. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure if I had all my faculties, I'm not married, getting married to any girl named typhoid anything. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) With all the types of diseases and freaking itchy scratchies out there in the world right now. No girl. I'm sorry. Could you at least change the name? (laughs) You know, you know, get get it, you know, no, how about Lysol, Mary? Can you can you name yourself that? Because <laughs> I'm not trying to mm, typhoid. And then when I then when I go to the doctor and he freaking looks down and say, "Hey man, what you what you been doing?" Well, no, <laughs> I, you know, I've just been with the wife. And he said, "Oh, well, what's the name of your wife?" So I can call her up, and let her know what's going on. Typhoid, Mary. Oh, oh shit. No. There you go.
0: Ah, <laughs> you know, so, uh, jeez.
1: So, yeah. Like, Yeah, so once again, uh, a great job. I can't wait to see what else comes out of this. I feel like, once again, there has been several different storylines over the last two to three years that has been the same thing. superheroes bad. Let's lock them up. Let's not let them do their own thing. I feel like here in Devil's Reign, they're actually following through on a logical progression. Mm-hmm. It didn't come out of like nowhere, right? That yep. that that the whole city is pissed off of they explain they're explaining why the whole city is agreeing with Wilson Fisk, right? Because they got the power of you know, the purple man and everything, right? So I feel like this makes sense. They explain where this is coming from, saying where this is going. And I don't feel like they're all going to start something just drop the storyline. Like they did the whole uh What was it? The name of I forget the name of the the Young Avengers, the Young Champions storyline, where they were locking up all the teens. I forget the name of that. Yeah,
0: Outlaw. Um, Outlaw. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. The yeah, name yeah, of yeah.
1: That.
0: that was an aborted. I, I would. I want to say that was a almost an aborted storyline because it came out in the middle of COVID or at the beginning of COVID. So
1: <sighs> ridiculousness, but yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so this is so if you're not picking up Devil's Reign, why not go get it? It's a, one of the it's the best book Marvel's putting out right now. Now that Hulk's over, um, so uh, this is our highest possible recommendation. And then um, I think the other one we talked about last week was uh, was the Electra Daredevil book, the Daredevil Woman Without Fear. That one is also good. Go get go check that out. Um, but you know we we can't everything can't be great in the Marvel Universe. So, uh, you know, let's talk about a book that maybe I didn't think was great.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you want to talk about... (laughs) Which one did you want to talk about? This one, Avengers number three or... Let's do,
0: yeah, let's do Avengers uh, number 53. Uh, We'll get this out of the way. Um, You know what this reminded me of primarily, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but did you ever read any Silver Age Justice League comic books?
1: Maybe, maybe not but
0: Uh, i'm going to explain why this reminds me of a silver age justice league story this um the the silver age justice league used to have a self-contained issue story in in a story self-contained issue broken up into three chapters and there used to be say let's say if there were six justice league members they would break them up into teams of two and then you would get the first part of the story the second part of the story and then the team would come together in the third part uh and 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 be beat the bad guy right um this is really kind of what reminds me of Jason Aaron's Avengers run and this is issue is no different because um you never almost never get the entire team together in an issue it's basically concentrated on a couple of characters um and then this you can see the three Avengers that they they are concentrating on this issue, Namor, Valkyrie, and Black Panther. Namor and Valkyrie not even really being accepted members of the team yet, but we know that's coming, right, um, mm-hmm. with the 50th issue. Um, and they are fighting the uh, reconstituted uh, multiversal Masters of Evil led by the uh, the Doom Above All. And if that's, uh, that above all tag is not overused in the last year or two, um by Al Ewing and Jason Aaron and whoever else feels like saying this is the the one above all the one below all the yeah. the doom. this is the this is the Doom above all um and joined in this issue with one of the other Masters of Evil Kid Thanos and um you know the the, the problem I have really with this issue is just it seems like there's so much happening that you can't really follow it if you're not following like the the previous two parts of the story um you're not really getting it you know there's no this book has black panther in it is really the only avenger avenger that shows up in this in this book there's no there's no thor there's no cap there's no iron man there's no uh captain marvel those there's no uh ghost rider who is now uh in in his own book avengers forever over on uh you know did that run? Uh, there's deathlocks in here um, that since issue 50 have been practically in every panel of the Avengers book is a deathlock somewhere. Um, and very it's it's kind of confusing a little bit. I think you might be better served waiting for this entire story to come out and then going back and reading the whole thing um, mm. together. Uh, and the other thing is that at the end of this issue, we see finally Avengers Mountain gets destroyed with the celestial um and i just don't i I don't agree with how easy it was that that celestial husk got destroyed Um, exactly (laughs) because it's a celestial guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's a being that's supposed to be able to transfer space and time right and all of a sudden just a little bit explosives from dr doom can blow it up nah
0: nah Uh, yeah so so that was a little bit of a a, a, you know kind of what's going on uh you know, visually, yeah, it was pretty cool. Did I like Avengers Mountain? And uh, Did I like that they were living in the body of a celestial? No, I thought it was really stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm glad to see, hopefully, that maybe maybe the Avengers changed their base of operations to Wakanda. That would mm. make sense. Um, but here, I just, you know, I, I think um, Black Panther and Namor being on the same team, given their given their history, Um, of their of their countries being at war (laughs) of uh, of them just having such a blood feud um, I don't see how either of them would be able to like come together to even beat uh, like a Dr. Doom or 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 Thanos I don't see them working together I think the blood the bad blood is that bad that um, that they would look at each other as enemies not allies not even not even unsteady allies Mm. Um, so even though they're both like I guess on the team now. And if you look at the, I mean, the last 50 issues of Avengers, Namor has been an antagonist to the Avengers, not a, not a member of any kind of a team. Um, Valkyrie, you know, I, you know, I'm not, no, I, I I wish they would turn her back into Lady Thor. That's, that's what I liked her. I don't really know if I like her as Valkyrie because she just seems like a she seems an ex- extraneous character like they don't really need her but that's just me um so you so tell me what you think of this issue because it's you know to me it's been a bit convoluted
1: let's well i'm gonna only, you did a great job so i'm going only, i'm only gonna focus on like a couple things right just for instance just what you were talking about with regards to jane foster as lady thor right um in the last issue or the last episode that we talked about, I talked about what was going on with Bolanier, and uh, and you know, and Jane Foster. Um, oh right, yeah. yeah. So Doctor Doom did something to her, and it took away her Valkyrie powers, and all of a sudden she's back to having cancer again. Mm. So I got to go back and look at that. Again and again and again at that panel to figure out what is going on because there's something going on with that. It's not just what Doctor Doom did. There's something seriously going on. Yeah. Uh, number two is I, I don't care. I, I really don't care about Namor and, and Black Panther. I think the I think the Namor Black Panther is more interested in in the, in the in the DC issue of Black Manta. For those yeah. who aren't tracking. You no, know, they've got it they've got a weird African freaking uh no Under underwater freaking story going over in DC Comics. That's freaking interesting and more interesting than what's going on here. Mm. But but I digress. Did you like Did
0: did you like uh, Black Panther becoming Red Panther in this issue?
1: So that was so that that is particularly why this book was either number one or number two, as far as speculation this week. Okay, and it went off right. It's a twenty five dollar book. Um. First, and it was weird, right, because first of all, this cover right here, um, people knew that the Red Panther was coming. So oh. this, this cover right here was the one that people were, were looking for because, like, well, if it's going to be Red Panther, you got to have a panther on the cover to make it make sense. That was the cover A. But then all of a sudden, um, the cover C, the art for cover C was released, and that was the one with Miles Morales. Oops. That one. Oh. So this one is the $25. It is it's a fantastic cover cover. Some people don't like it because of the pink and everything. Like, come on, man. Freaking get with the times. Real men wear pink. Right? But <laughs> but this one is the, the book that's about $25. $25. And then there's also one that's a Joe Go that's very hard to find. That's out there. And then there's also a cover out there by Gary Frank. So all of them are doing really well. Um when it comes to b- this whole situation. But what we're really honing in on is this whole Red Panther. Um Thrace Bliss, he's got Thrace blessed, Fibranium, Boxing cord, Stones from the Wakandan, the cop the Copolis, Armor of the Metallicized Orisha blood. I don't know where he got for those that don't know what Orisha blood is, that's the god that's the blood of a god. Right. Um, so the okay. only reason he's been in contact lately has been Bass. So does she give him the blood or was it did it come from that war in Wakanda really? they just had? Did Thor
0: hook up an IV.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know what 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 what's going on with that one. But uh, you know, talking to the speculators, they don't, they're like, well, we don't really think that this is going to last for very long. They think this is probably gonna maybe be like a one or two shot thing, then we are never going to hear about Red Panther again. And I would say normally say yes, except for the fact that this book popped off. And when a book pops off the way it does, uh, Kevin Feige's going to turn around and he's going, all right, write write a couple more stories on this one, and let's see how how it shakes out.
0: Does this remind you of like Iron Man having an armor for every eventuality? So now what Black Panther's going to have a costume for everything?
1: That's what's been happening, man. There's some yeah. type of environment. what, what but the problem is and the question i have is where is he getting all this vibranium from right all the vibranium supposedly got blown up or or destroyed or whatever actually i actually i take that back because he just they just had that inter international galactic war Mm -hmm. where they came from out of space and they i guess they probably brought a whole bunch of vibranium with them um so in the meantime you know you got this kid tosi who who is Appeared was like last week or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was the pop off book of the month. Um, that's a that's a five hundred dollar book still. Um, so you're going to have two vibranium characters out out there right now. They're going to be competing for resources and power within the Wakanda Kingdom. So that's going to be that's going to be something to see and watch back and, and read. Maybe they'll find a way to make Wakanda interesting somehow. If they gotta do a civil war to do it fine let, let's do it because <laughs> uh, the black panther stuff has been lacking um but but getting down to the of, nuts and nothing both of this thing is that uh you know like you said dr doom as the uh, doom above all and then the young thanos you know they're they're showing that he has mommy issues because he keeps bringing up the fact that he killed his own mother when he was a little baby you mm-hmm. know uh i guess that would be um that would be a version of him that didn't have the Ghost Rider, or, or the Cosmic Ghost Rider, intervene. I guess. Yeah. I guess they forgot about that whole thing, but you know, whatever. So <laughs>
0: it doesn't suit this story. <laughs> right. So,
1: so let's 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 just put it out there. The story sucks. They, they went a lo- far away to do absolutely nothing that I care about. The only thing that's good on this is that the speculation is good on this one. That is mm. that if you if you're able to get it, your hands on a copy, you're going to be able to make some money off of this. That is it. That's well, it. That's it. But the art's
0: not bad. So I and I didn't shout out the creator. So my bad. Uh, so that was uh, so written by Jason Aaron, uh, drawn by Juan Figueroa, who that's a the new name to me unless he's been doing this for a couple of months and I haven't noticed. Uh, color artist is David Curiel. Letterer is Corey Pettit, and um, blame the editor uh Martin Biro Annalise Bisa and of course Tom Brevort who has been the editor for the Avengers forever
1: yep. all right so shall we move on to X to Wolverine
0: yeah yeah we have about five minutes left let's uh let's kill Wolverine again go ahead
1: yep uh so for context uh Maura Taggart they found out that she was a mutant And then in the meantime, Charles Xavier McVito gave her coward blood to do whatever she she could to stop off the coming eventual evasion and takeover by the phalanx and the techno techno arcs, right? Um, She says, fine, I'll do everything I can, but you got to do a few things for me to include, hey, know that chick Destiny? She's not coming back that's it don't don't bring her back don't resurrect her oh and just so to make sure that you can't bring her back uh like all that dna did you got of her yeah get rid of that scrap that destroy all that right Know all that uh you know how you got recorded stuff of her mind and your little freaking gadget there yeah destroy all that scrap all that so in the meantime mystique's been coming to him over and over again like hey can you bring back destiny my love you know I can't I just don't feel right here without her and it's like ah eh, we're working on it but we don't think it's right to have her there right now but she eventually finds out why, right? So she goes behind their back, brings Destiny back anyway, and now, now it's on, right? Um, they are now hunting down more Attacker. They're going to kill her as vengeance for what which, which she did. In the meantime, they actually also took away her powers. Uh, so if they kill her, that's it. She cannot come back, right? Um, so they get a hold of her. That, that one time, they can they chop off her arm. Um, but so she doesn't bleed out, freaking uh, forget the name of is it was it Warlock. I forget. Warlock, yeah. Freaking gives her some of the virus that builds her, her her own arm. In the meantime, she gets a hold of a portal and she goes off. Let's get down into the current issue where you know she's still on a run. Mystique is like hot on her heels, and everything, just trying to freaking kill her. But as a secondary story that's kind of overlaid over this one, you've got a Wolverine. That has been infected with a techno organic virus that's from the phalanx, and he's doing stuff. He's like after more attacker. We don't know whether he's after a killer or just after for pieces of that virus or what. But that's 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 where we're at right now. So I'm not sure what's that's supposed to be about, but I like it. I like the look of Wolverine and this one. Um the freaking gore is freaking crazy man freaking freaking people getting popped in the freaking head you know bombs are freaking exploding people getting blown up all over the freaking place this is the crazy no need to think about it action that i've been <laughs> needing from a wolverine book let's go what did you think about it professor uh
0: unfortunately i think about it <laughs> so um the problem that i have with this with this is um the, Wolverine being infected with a techno organic virus um just doesn't make sense to me because of Wolverine's healing powers so any any infection that he gets we've seen this for decades in uh in X-Men that you can't infect him with anything because his natural immunity fights it off and gets rid of it and that's what should happen here and probably will um it's just that um you know if if the brood can lay an egg in him and and he can get rid of that um and we've seen a hundred times him getting infected by stuff that he um can just reject uh then i don't know why that this is this techno organic virus is such a big deal in fact i think that we've even seen him infected with the techno organic virus before and have him fight off um and that that would have been probably 20 years ago maybe during the phalanx story but I I remember I I seem to remember that um the the I mean the rest of the story I mean I like that this story has kind of spilled out of the uh the inferno issues where Mystique and Destiny are now trying to actively make sure that their timeline stays intact by killing Moira <laughs> you know um and that that's kind of a good organic story that that's it's flowing if there's a reason for it um i buy behind i buy the motivations of all the characters in this issue it just seems like wolverine in this issue is more of like uh the jason Voorhees or the michael byers that kind of just is is that uh that force that that you can't you can't avoid you know um he's hardly in this issue and he doesn't I mean he doesn't factor into this issue at all this is a this is a Moira and a mystique issue 100 um so you know the the having this be the ex dex of Wolverine and then the, having it flip-flop to x lives of Wolverine um yeah is a big, a much. bit confusing yeah. maybe a bit confusing to the regular readers that are either maybe picking up one or the other um but you know, I I think, I, again, at the end of the day, I I probably need to gather all these books together and read them all at once to to kind of understand what they're actually trying to do because it seems a bit disjointed. Because the X Lives of Wolverine is kind of like a uh, he's he would back in time, right? He's back in time yeah. trying to save Professor X or something, or
1: or is it Mora? I think he was trying to save Mora.
0: Yeah, Mora. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Professor Professor X is father isn't it or of grandfather yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, only, yeah. it's confusing because he's uh, he's inhabiting his I think it's he's inhabiting his body his past body right so very strange but um yeah th- this book it, you know it is what it is and it's a really kind of light uh mutant month because the uh, all the books are kind of on hi- hiatus until mm. they do the relaunch next month so this is kind of one of the only uh the only stories you're getting in mutant uh mutant town this month so might as well good. read it <laughs> good. So. good
1: good good because you know I I loved it during the pen when so when the pandemic first started or was it when the pandemic first started yeah it was mm-hmm. about when the pandemic first started they slimmed down to just house of X and power of X yep. and that was it and that was absolutely lovely and it was like a reset button yep right where I could get caught up. And they would introduce elements into the House of X or Power of X. And it gave me a second to go, hold up. What's this all about? And I could do some research. I'm like, Oh, okay. I got it. So, you know I, I know, I get it. A lot of the older readers or you know, veteran readers don't like what's going on with the House of X, Power of X. But guess what? It was a reset button. It was a time for newer readers, a lot of people that are newer into the hobby to come up and have a place where... Yeah, all that stuff was a thing. All that stuff is a reference. But what's important right now is that House of X, of Power of X, and then I can go back and do the other stuff and figure out who that person was and why this thing right here is so important. And if they're doing that with Excess of Wolverine right now and mm-hmm. uh, X of Wolverine, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think they should do that every year, whether it be X-Men or spider-man because spider-man books are getting kind of crazy right now you yeah. be doing that with the batman books because there's too many dong on batman books right now mm-hmm. you know every year just sh- shut it all down shut down to one one or two books and then just the kind of thing.
0: yeah just bring it back Going to it. zero you know this is what happened this is what's coming up and here's this we're setting the table for the next year
1: that's what annuals yeah. were supposed to be right yeah yeah instead of just one shot oh yeah by the way <laughs> like no oh, man. Reset the book. Mm-hmm. Take the time, see if all your stuff makes sense. Yeah. Give the reader a point where you he say, "Hey, if I read this book right here, and then research everything that's in that book, I'm going to understand everything at least for the next year or so." If yeah. Marvel can do that, you're going to be set. DC needs definitely needs to do that. They're they're on some BS right now.
0: I'm also I'm also going to put in my request to. Uh keep creators on a book a long term, <laughs> you know, yeah. longer term, you know, that's with the, the best news that I got this week was, was uh, Zdarsky and Chichetto staying on daredevil. Cause I mm. kind of, I really thought devil's reign was the end for them, but, uh, but thank you. And uh, that does not apply to keeping Jason Aaron on Avengers. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jason Aaron is on some, some other S right now, but you know, a lot of people don't like what Jason Aaron is doing, but guess what? All of the stuff that Donny Cates and Al Young has been doing, they've been referencing his good ideas. Yeah, and they've been extending it and kind of explaining what the repercussions and the implications are. The only problem they don't know how to finish the storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the
0: thing. Is there's so, there's so many threads going on in Avengers right now, it's you know pulling my hair out. What's left of it?
1: To me, threats going on in Avengers and Thor and Venom and Hulk right now. Yeah, like come on, let's let's get it together. <laughs> let's get it. come on. You no, know, give me give me give me a point, man. Freaking, you know, first you got Mjolnir popping off, then you got Bangrog popping off, and Jane Thor's got her own thing. She's got cancer coming back. Somebody's probably got the coronavirus. Oh, you geez. know, Wolverine's got the Warlock. Right, come on, man. Y'all y'all need to slow down now. I, mean, uh, yeah. you know, I I I was feeling I was feeling good I was feeling like I just got caught up now y'all freaking going crazy again I digress all right. all right well
0: Lucas we are out of time today and uh you know it was great talking to you again and we're gonna have to get together in two more weeks and talk more comics and we'll be right well I think we're gonna be hitting right up against uh maybe the release of Moon Knight you know mm-hmm. uh, Mar- Moon Knight's coming out in March 30th so we'll have a couple of shows before
1: we get there Yep. So 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 quick. By the time this airs, the game will have already aired. So what we got to know is what which pick? What was your pick for the Super Bowl? Yes. No, for Valentine's Day, man. What <laughs> you, what you pick chocolates, flowers, balloons? <laughs>
0: uh, I want um I want the Bengals. I think the Rams are going to win, but I think the Bengals are a great underdog story.
1: Mm. Okay. Yes, what about sir, you? Yes, sir. Well, I have a whole bunch of uh, trading card hobby boxes from 2020, which would have been the rookie card for Joe Burrow, just sitting around right now.
0: Oh, so you want the Bengals to win?
1: Yes, <laughs> um, because my, my wife picked up some of them for like 20 bucks uh, on eBay. Um, the The day after Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals won to get into the Super Bowl, it dropped. It went up to 250 bucks. Whoa, whoa. Now, yeah, they now drop down to like 145 to 175, depending on what day it is. Um, but I guarantee you, if Cincinnati wins, it's going to go back up.
0: Oh yeah, You will start digging, up, digging through. All right, well, good luck there. Let's go. Let's. I'll be cheering for the Bengals to win because uh, I don't. I mean, I'm a Boston guy. I can't root for LA.
1: <laughs> I I'm I'm rooting for butt Light. How about that?
0: There we go. There we go. <laughs> all right so we will see you in a fortnight and until then stay safe and boom